Greetings and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Twenty Two Athletics with me, myself, your host, Raymond Pubesi. This is the fifth episode and we have none other than a cricket star, Mickey Copeland. Welcome to the show. What's up, Mickey? You good, man? No, I'm good, thanks, and yourself, dude. Now, Mickey, take me to the beginning. Where did your love for cricket begin? Yo, it all started in like grade five. Went to mini cricket, you know? Yeah. And it just started when I hit the first ball. When I hit that first ball, I was like, yo, okay, let me try to hit a few more. Yeah. And I hit one into the trees. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) And then like, that's how it all started. So that's how it all started. I started like just playing the game for fun, you know. Yeah. I started playing this game for fun. I liked in the ball far, you know, and everything like that. And then about in grade seven, yeah. I made the national week for under thirteens to go play in Joburg. So it was like a provincial tour. Yeah. And then I played there and then I scored about two fifties and like one thirty. And then, Oof. boom, they asked me to come play in Joburg. So then they offered me the kids, and I came into Joburg. Wow. And, like, imagine, like, it's a big school and everything. So I only started playing, like, 14 beers, and then went into 15 beers. Oh. So, like, in my, like, primary, like, in my high school days at the beginning, I hardly even played, like, an 18 for Yeah, yeah, games. yeah. Yeah, and then in grade 10, um, I don't know what happened. Something just sparked off in me, and I was like, I'm actually going to put a grind to the sport. I want to see how far I can actually go. So, like, I took a break from winter sports, hockey and so on. I used to play a bit of hockey, and I took a break from that, and the whole winter, I was running, busy practicing cricket, like proper grind, like Monday to Friday and like from one to five every day. And I used to put in that grind. And then that December, I made the under 17 A Gauteng. So I made an A Gauteng team before I made an A team at kids. Oh, bro, that's wicked. That's wild. Then started things, things started like popping off. They were like, who is this guy and everything like that. Like, because no one's ever heard of me. Because like I was playing, yeah, because I was playing B team and everything. So like no one knew me. And then like all of a sudden I popped off and they're like, who's this Oak and everything like that. Because that under 17 week, I got the third highest wickets in the tournament. And then straight from there, I got invited to the under 19 Cubs week. So that's like the best under 19s in the country. Yeah. So it all happened in like a couple of months. Yeah. And then that's when I first made my first SN19 like debut. They chose me that March. So like it all happened within like five months. I went from playing bees to playing for South Africa. Bro, that's crazy. I like how you mentioned the fact that in grade 10, that's when you started to really take it more seriously. You started to make sacrifice and everything how would you best describe like that phase that development phase where like now you're applying yourself each and every day you're putting in the hours and all of that and we're like were there any particular 
people that you can look to and say they played an important role? So it all started with like my school coach. So I had private coaching at Kez. His name was Coach Ross Van Buren. Yeah. Mitchell Van Buren's um, brother. He plays for the light. Um, so he was my coach at that point. And he was the one like saying that, Mick, you can actually get this far. You can actually make it in cricket if you actually try your best. And I was like, okay, okay. And then me and him put in the hard hours. We were hitting in balls about maybe like, about 10,000 balls a week. Oof. That's how many balls we were hitting, and that's how it went on. And then after my first Gauteng appearance, um, that's when um, I met Coach Sia, the South African assistant coach. Yeah. Um, and me and him started working together, and we worked for about three years. We're still working together to this day. Wow, man. And, like, I feel he is the one that really put up my level from, like, this to, like, that. Yeah. He really made that, like, transition. I like how you, like, it's more than one individual like, anytime. It's like a... Uh, hours hours every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. today I practice at, like, one, one to five. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I always hear people say uh, hard work is important. We always hear people say that and we think that it's cliche. But you're an example that it's actually true. 10,000 balls uh, and it's always more than one coach it's like a community of coaches that like dedicate time to like uplift and better your skill now now that you're here and you're, you're still somewhat working towards a bigger goal like i can imagine how do you balance your perspective when it comes to your strengths and your weaknesses like where do you fit in i feel like they always need to be a balance and there's a sort of equation to it so how do you view your strengths and your weaknesses so is that for my academics and sports? Just sports, just sports. On the like as as an athlete, your strengths and your weakness. Um, my strengths is that like I never give up. Like I look f- to change the game. That's me. Like that's the that's what I bring to the table. I'm the type of player when like you need something to happen in the game. Yeah. Bring me in and you put me on. Because like I always make things happen like within the game. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Yeah. So. That's that's one of my biggest strengths. Like no matter what the events or cause of the game is, no matter where we are, like I look to do something. Like I always want to just change the game a little bit, you know. Yeah. I have that leadership strength as well. Like I captain a few teams going up. Yeah. Captain Faithy just now in January. Um, and then I just look to keep getting better. Like that one percent every day. That's me. I want to just. Get, no matter how big of a development it is every day, it's just one percent. Just one percent, then you you make a difference. Yeah, it goes a long way. It really does. So sometimes, I'm, yeah, like you'd have to have the longest session sometimes. If you achieve one thing in the session, like that's enough. That's that one percent. Yeah. Then yeah. you move on to the next day. You just look to gain every day. Don't try and do too much, because then otherwise, then you start losing the plot. You yeah. Start not trusting certain things so you just look to keep like just improving that's all and you think it's in some of my weaknesses yeah weaknesses um, i tend to get a bit bored um my weaknesses i tend to get a bit bored if you get me like i'm still need to get out of that like after i've been batting a while like after i've made a change a bit then i tend to relax and just like oh, yeah. let things happen i get a bit bored so like i start trying different things i won't stick to the go-to I'll start trying to make it exciting if you get Yeah. That's one thing. Like sometimes it just needs to be a bit boring. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah, man. It's, it's Other cool. than that, 
I feel like I'm with her. Sometimes just I need to work a bit more on my fitness. Yeah. I think it's all the way up there. I got, I passed the fitness test. Like, it's quite a big thing, but like, I passed it and everything, but I want to do better. Like, you know, I also want to get like a tone body. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like, I just want to work on that a bit. But yeah. yeah man that's quite dope that's quite dope I, I i can tell that you're well aware of your game where you need to improve and where you're actually good at seeing that you've come this far and i can only imagine all that you want to do all that i know that you will do what do you think has been your greatest accomplishment thus far um i definitely think it was making sn19 as a 16 year old before i made first team at kids that's crazy like that's wild. Like, can you take me to the moment you got the call or the news that you made it to the team? What were you doing at that very moment? Yeah, it was quite crazy. <laughs> I was at school actually. Yeah. I was at school. I was busy in math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in math, and I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone playing car games, you know, behind. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. And. The teacher's busy teaching everything, and then I knew today they were releasing the teams for SM19, and we just had a camp. So I was like, I'm praying, I'm like, please, please, please. So I'm busy passing the time, just busy playing some car games. And then all of a sudden, a call comes through. I'm like, no way, no way, it's happening. I stood up, I literally put on my chair, I stood up, I walked outside. She's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm busy, I'm busy. <laughs> I answered the call, like, you've made it. What? I was literally over the moon. I was like, I was like, no, it just happened. I walked back inside, and then the teacher's like, Are you going to get attention off this? And I'm like, um, It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I did it. And then I sat down. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. It was mad. Like, I literally wanted to cry because, like, the hours and hours of work I put in, like, yeah. I didn't imagine to come this far, but I, it actually happened. That's the thing. Like, it's actually happening right now as we're speaking, even. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of them now is also can give you another accomplishment, which happened just now. I signed a rookie professional contract with Borland. Come on, Mickey, so, man. Um, come on, dog. Come on, man. It's crazy, bro. As an 18 year old, I'm going to be playing against Fab Duplessis. All the God, come on, bro. Jeez. It doesn't get yeah. surreal. Okay, whew, I don't even know where to begin. See, oh my goodness. What, like, where do you want to be? You've done so much SA under 19, you've got a contract on the table. What drives you? Like, where do you see yourself and think, like, I need to wake up every day and keep working because I want to get to this specific place. What's that specific place? I want to play in IPL. To yeah. be honest, I want to play in IPL. I want to play in competitions, the big bash. Yeah. But, like, the thing that keeps me driving is, like, when I wake up, I'm like, I keep working and working and working. I can play my favorite sport as a job every single day. That's what keeps me driving. I can yeah. do what I love yeah. Yeah. every day and enjoy it. Yeah. And actually go and enjoy it. I don't have to have other stresses, you know. Like that's what keeps me driving. The fact that I can do this for a job and actually a living just keeps me going. Like that's my goal. And one day this 
what I'm playing right now could actually give me a little mansion, you know, like it can actually pay the bills. Can you somewhat describe the pressure that comes with playing at uh, SA under 19 level? Yo, there's quite a lot of pressure. Okay. So, obviously, in the past two, three years, SA under 19 have not done well, like against other countries. Like when I played myself. We lost last. That's that's heartbreaking. Imagine yeah. not in the series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we played against some top players like Nasim Shah. He's playing for the Pakistan team. Yeah, and all that. quite a few big names there. But the thing is, like the pressure is like amongst your peers. If you surprising or not, it's amongst the people you play with, like your best friends, because everyone like wants to make it. Like everyone wants to play for SL19 as a like under 19, that's your goal. So like when you go out and play against your schoolmates and club cricket, it's not really playing for SL19, it's when you come back. That's the big pressure. Yeah. Because yeah. now you've got to perform and show them your SL19 quality. Yeah. Yeah. So now you got your, everyone that you know or who so-called your friends, when you play against them, they start bad marking you how bad you did at SM19 or how bad your team did. Like, yeah. no matter what, like, that just sticks with you. It's like a whole little, like, circle of just happening the whole time. I mean, that's immense. But, like, playing, but playing for, for them is a different story. There's other pressures. The playing part is the best part of it. Like, you're getting to play with yeah. other people around the world and stuff. But the other pressure is media. So there's about like 10 million people watching your game. Like it's being streamed and everything like that. And then it's the comments that come. Like if you have a bad day. Yeah. Like for your team loses, it's all those comments like saying how bad you are and all of that. Yeah. That's the other pressure because other people want to perform and they think someone else deserves your spot instead of you. So now you've got to perform. And now you've got to also deal with those comments that are coming from the side. So do you think there are any tools that are given to athletes to somewhat deal with these pressures such as social media and all of that? Or is it like you have to look within yourself and find it? Or is there any like certain structure that helps you with this, man? Like, to be honest, in order to be like an athlete, like I've seen us through like soccer, cricket, tennis, there has to be like somewhat ego about you, you know? Like you've to get where you are, you've got to believe in yourself so much. True. Like you've got to. Yeah. No one else is gonna do it for you. Like you've got to believe in yourself. Yeah. Because no one else. Does. When time get rough, it's only you. No one else. So you have that somewhat ego of where you like. I know I'm good. I'm not gonna show it. Yeah. But like inside, you know, like you're worth it and everything. But like you start learning how to block that stuff out. Yeah. Like someone comes up to you playing a game for club, for instance. Like you've been going through that like for like a year now. Like you start realizing like it doesn't affect you. Yeah. You start like blocking it out. Like someone tunes you just like oh, okay, shoot. yeah. And then you carry on doing your business. Like that's how that's how it works. You don't you don't get in there. You don't get in their business. You stay doing you. You stay doing you. You stay so doing that's, you. That's Damn, what that's I feel like. That's Okay, man. Uh, when it comes to your relationship with your parents and the dream you're pursuing, 
was there any influence was there any conflict or did they hold your hand throughout the whole thing and at some point they need to let go was it easy for them to let go or do you still they do you still think they haven't let go so it's quite complicated actually it's quite complicated because it went through phases yeah so like when i first started they were uh, holding my hand they were like yeah go do what you love because they thought i was just doing it for fun yeah that's a thing and i was doing it for fun at that time and then i told my parents i want to go a bit more serious to this so then they were like okay you do it but you do it by yourself so top notch that's all i care about yeah so it was like a, that was a bit of pressure from them as well because like now i had to my academics and my cricket yeah and the thing is i wanted to make my cricket the main thing so like there was a bit of conflict there for a bit because like with the increase in like sport the academics dropped a bit yeah so there is like a bit of other conflict with like academics and sport it's quite tough to like maintain together yeah but like you obviously find your balance so like for me i maintained a 70% average throughout school so during my cricket season like i would drop that to like a 65 or drop like 5% because i'd spend a little bit less time studying and playing cricket so it was a bit tough but i still maintained i did the graft and so on but then later in my career when things started getting serious like i started making teams and so on then my parents like came back and they were supporting me and everything and then they started like helping me like like deal with the stress and everything like that so like they started like holding my hand up and they actually helping me through the way and they're like getting me places and like helping out that being said uh would you say they are the reason you wake up every day and you go to practice and you put in the work your parents yeah my parents definitely are one of the reasons because they've invested so much so yeah got to repay them somehow like they want to um now seeing that they've supported you so much and they've been there for you and held your hand to some extent right I want you to help me explain how important important it is for parents to do this because a lot of kids have ambitions and all of this, but they don't have that support structure around them. So you having experienced that, how, how would you best describe it to someone who doesn't understand the importance of it? Well, mine was kind of weird as well. Yeah. Like I have, I live with my grandparents, I don't live with my actual parents. Yeah. Um, so like, we're not that rich. Yeah. So like I've been there like it's tough. Yeah. Like um, we don't have a lot of money on so like we had to do with what we had. But the thing is you have to do with what you have. That's the main message. You have to do with what you have. Doesn't matter if you've got a cap or a pair of boots. You can still do your running. You can still make a plan between when you train. When you go to train, you can go train. But off the mark, you've got everything you need. You just need two caps. You can just mark out the grass to run. Running is, and fitness is the main key to being a, like an athlete. Yeah. So, like, you've always got to have that, like, your parents there to support you. Or somebody, it doesn't even have to be your parents. It can yeah. be your coach. You can have that brotherhood with your coach where they're the ones pushing and driving you to be better every day. Like... 
you just need to get that um, relationship. It can even be your best friend where you guys just go run every day. That's what we did during lockdown. Me and my neighbor, we just started running. We're doing running up the road. Like, we didn't even know each other really. We just started a relationship where we just started running and everything like that, getting fit. And it just started happening. I mean, Mickey, I don't think there's because a better way. Like the graphs off the field than on the field. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a better way we could have ended this interview. I don't want to lie. I am somewhat inspired by the head above your shoulders. You've got a great head above your shoulders. You know who you are. You know what you want. You have enough. I don't want to say it's arrogance. It's confidence that will take you further. Um, as you said, I'm going to keep doing me and I'm going to do with what I have. You know what I'm trying to say? Best of luck with everything that you, you are going to do. Um, but to close it off, do um, you have any message for the kids? I have a message for the kids is keep supporting the hustle because the hustle will support you one day. Keep supporting the hustle because the hustle will support you one day. Yeah. Come on, man. Thank you so much. I really, really am inspired. I'm moved by you. I'll keep looking out for you on your social media. I know you're going to do great things. I am honored to have the opportunity to speak to you at such a very young age. The next five, ten years, who knows where you'll be? You understand? Thank you so much, my brother. From us to the two athletics, we thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Sure, man. And thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the stars of tomorrow. This has been nothing short of amazing, encouraging, but most importantly, inspiring. This right here is what I know a lot of people needed to hear, myself included. From me, myself, Raymond Povesi, and most importantly, Tulitubo Athletics. Thank you. Until again.